Street. And I'm here with Frank Santopadre and our engineer, Frank Bertarosa. Uh-huh. And this is Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsessions. And we don't have a guest this week. Wait so a minute. <laughs> hey, how about drinking some water? Get that phlegm out of your throat, too. You sound the, like you're underwater. The six Marx brother. Flemmy. <laughs> Flemmo. <laughs> Who is here, Gilbert? Is there a wait, guest? Cl- wait, let me. Do you have the name written down yeah. somewhere? <laughs> yes. Why it's entertainer? Re- <laughs> I can't even speak. Entertainment reporter to the stars, Gino Salamone. Obsessions. Hi, everybody. Hi, Gene. <laughs> uh, Rex Reed canceled at the last minute. <laughs> Gino, you're back for round number three. I saw Gene Shallot in the elevator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just he couldn't make it all the way up. <laughs> but he told you a couple of puns. He did. He <laughs> said, go see Sea of Love. You'll see it and love it. See? <laughs> Stolen, by the way, from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Entertainment reporter Gino Salamone, un- uncompensated Gilbert Gottfried podcast talent booker. <laughs> Gino Salamone. And how about this? Yes. He's in the thriving metropolis of Appleton, Wisconsin. I drive all the way there an hour and a half each way to take him to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> why? I, I wondered the same thing. As I drove home, I'm like, why did I do that? <laughs> and there was only one place in Appleton, Wisconsin open <laughs> right. at lunch hour. Wow. Right. Wow. With the biggest eggplant parmesan I'd yes. ever seen in my life. Yes. Honestly, it was a tray. It was so big. Let me ask you a question that yes. I don't know the answer to. Who paid? Gee, let me That's think a tough it. one. <laughs> okay, Chico. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, a, that's tough a tough one. one. Ah, boy, boy. <laughs> you couldn't afford it. You still do uh, Chico, Marx, and Psycho? You still have that uh, in the act? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Hey. Oh, wait, wait a second. Uh, he doesn't know his own bits. We know his Psycho. Better. There was a Chico and 12 Angry Men. Oh, sure, he's a plenty guilty. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't remember Chico and Psycho? Uh, There was was, uh, Chico. Oh, Chico's Hamlet. Hey, you're not my father. That's it. (laughs) A Chico and 12 Angry Men. Hey, it's uh, getting late, eh? And, uh, oh, wait. Chick, oh, Chick on Psycho. I think that was, oh, sure, we got plenty of rooms. That's it. <laughs> Man, That's Frank, it. the yes, amount sir. of new material he yeah, did on much. stage. So much. People were shocked. Really? I'm working Larry Hovis bits? I, I'm, I'm just trying out my Richard Whitmark. <laughs> when I saw him at an infamous show at Milwaukee Summerfest, by the way, the last comedy show ever booked because... <laughs> He drove the people out of there. Oh, he closed the place, huh? But he sang the entire theme of the Milton Berle show as Milton Berle. Yeah. It's... Oh, oh, wait. Wait, that's... Uh, there's just one place for me, and that's near you. One place I want to be, and that's He sang the whole song. The whole song. And he closed down the festival. And this is what he does when I try to hang up on the phone during our phone calls. He becomes Milton Berle. Uh-huh. So I say, listen, I, I, I've got to go into work. And he says, Jeff, I've upset you in any way. I, I wouldn't be able to live with myself. What does Henry Winkler say about Gilbert when you run into him? Uh, 
We can't bring that subject up. Okay. What is what? What did what did Paul Williams say when you ran into Gilbert Paul Williams? Gilbert can be very inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Gilbert can be very inappropriate sometimes. No, and we said this the first time I was here. Henry Winkler, you know, Gilbert wants me to go down the streets that I don't want to go down. <laughs> And I won't go down those streets <laughs> my with Gilbert. Favorite. All right. Now, you brought something with us. I can't oh, even talk. Is it a gift? You, you brought, you brought something gifts. for us. I love gifts. He loves gifts. He loves guests with gifts. Okay, speaking of that, which I'm sorry I get you off it's track. My okay, I'm the one who called to attention everybody when he would go get a compliment and go, Oh, thank you. Yes, oh, I want to tell you something. Uh we were just interviewing uh Chip Kid. Chip Kid. And who designed the Jurassic Park poster? Right, and a million other things. Well, he designed and, the logo. Yeah, and and he was complimenting me at the end of the show, <laughs> and you were in the other room, right. and and I kept I kept wanting to say, oh. Thank you, but I was getting self-conscious, and then it was kind of like I was coming across really unappreciative. But I wanted, I wanted to go full Joe Flynn. Well, here's go, the latest one that I've noticed, Joe Flynn. and I don't ever want to picture this, and it won't leave my head. I this is Gilbert having sex, okay? When you guys do one of those quizzes where you ask him a question mm -hmm. and then he's like he can't come up with it and then you give the correct answer he goes, "Oh yes! Oh yes!" <laughs> and it's like, "Oh my god, that's what he sounds like during sex." I never wanted to picture that. <laughs> but no one's ever and, been able to prove that or corroborate it because right. he's always alone. He's always alone. <laughs> and then after sex, I say to the girl, Oh, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> now, by girl, he means a blow-up doll. Yes. <laughs> Before we get off on oh, too many tangents. Thank you, Mattel. <laughs> Matelda. That's his girlfriend, Matelda. Do you, uh, I understand you want to set the story straight, set the record straight about Robert Wagner. Yes, Robert Wagner was here, and Gilbert brought up the story that I had told him. Yes. And I can tell no, you. No, no, I had gotten it from him. Okay. <laughs> he used you your name, though. Yes, he, he used did. your name. I was shocked. Yeah. yeah. So I go out to uh, for drinks with Robert Wagner and Jill St. John. Okay, this is the story. This yes, is the backstory. This is the backstory. And we're sitting there, and I can tell you, I, I know what the temperature felt like. <laughs> I know where we were sitting in the uh, cocktail lounge where we had these drinks. And, you know, when I think of Robert Wagner, I think of the prim and proper gentleman, you know. And then I, I hear him. Swearing, and I love it yep, because yep. he's just a real guy. Sure. So he tells me, he said, uh, you know, one time, and Jill St. John's sitting right there, one of my, I loved her in Batman, in the Bond movies. And he said, you know, once she uh, she broke her, her pelvis area, and she had a cast up beneath her breasts. And he said, you know, she's got great tits anyway. They looked so spectacular. So he denies that he told me that story. I know he told me that story. <laughs> he acted like totally like, no, I never met and then Jill he never heard of you. Well, we have a clip of what he said. Ah, yes. You're in luck. I have a clip. Great. Now, a friend of ours, Gino, told me a story you told him. I think Jill St. John got into some accident where she had to have a body cast. Like. Yeah, she had some kind of body cast, Jill St. John, and and you liked the way she looked. 
I haven't heard this one. Gilbert, no. did you dream this? Go ahead. <laughs> Let me hear the rest. This is a, this is a dream Let me Gilbert hear the rest had, Robert. She was in a body... Wait, wait a minute. She was in a body cast, and I did what? Okay. According to the story, Gino said... You sure we got the right actor? Yeah. <laughs> sure it was Robert Wagner? Here's Wagner. my favorite part. <laughs> who, is, who is Gino? Who is Gino? Yeah. A friend of ours. No, you oh. were you were complimenting the way her breasts looked in his cast. You know, I think Gino is uh, maybe dicking around with. The- <laughs> <laughs> okay, that that goes on the blooper reel, Robert. Okay, <laughs> what an honor! That to me is a great honor. <laughs> I sent you a preview of it. Yes, I R- love it. R.J. Wagner says you were dicking around. <laughs> It doesn't get better than No, it that. doesn't. It doesn't. Now we got to have him back. we got to yes. make this an ongoing thing. It was a horseback riding accident. I'll even tell you that. Okay. Yes. Okay. Next time we're going to have RJ and Jill, and we're going to get to the bottom of this. Uh, now, I understand moving right along. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you, may, you may have a Larry Linville story. Yes. Do you remember Larry Linville, Major Burns? <laughs> yes. From yes. Nash? Yes. So I booked him near the end of his life. and Give, give, give our listeners a little, a little context. You used okay. to book celebrity. The autograph yes. shows. Yes. So I, but this was not an autograph show. It was a Catholic breakfast and fundraiser. Okay. I go s- to a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they were offended, boy, I can imagine what you would do. So they have Father Mulcahy and Major William Burns. Christopher yes. and Larry Linville. So <laughs> it's a priest who's hosting the breakfast. He brings up William Christopher, Father Mulcahy, and he gives him a gift. And William Christopher opens it and goes, oh, thank you. It's such a pleasure being here. Beautiful. Now up comes Larry Linville. He hands him a box. He opens the box, and it's got golf towels in it. And the priest said to Larry Linville, do you golf? He said, no, but I'll use them to dry my balls. (laughs) 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 To complete silence. (laughs) There were nuns and priests that filled this breakfast. Oh, I love Larry Linville now. I do too. I mean, there's a guy who committed, you know. Wow. <laughs> I'll use them to dry my balls. Are you saving those for the end of the show? The little, oh, sure. The little, oh, no, we swag? can do it right now. Okay. Oh, a gift. Yours, yours. All right. This was for the studio. Oh, this is <laughs> oh, this is a picture. We're in an audio medium, so yes. Gilbert's going to describe what this is. Okay. Here, it's... let me put on my glasses. For <laughs> wow, your vision's effect. good. If you can't even see an eight by ten and know who it is, oh, oh it's it's Forrest Tucker. Correct. That's right. So I and bought. I just got to see what it says. I don't even know what it says. I know oh. it was autographed by him, but I thought that should hang in the studio. Perfect. I'm oh. going to take that home with me. Okay, you can. Take somebody it here home will with steal you. it. Yes, yeah. you can take yeah. it home with and you. Gilbert and Gilbert won't appreciate it. For the other part of the dynamic duo. There you go, Gil. It's a lobby card. Milton Berle and Virginia Mayo. Always leave him laughing. With Bert Lahr. You know what's interesting? If anyone says Gilbert's not a good actor, he's feigning interest of and delight with this. Of course. You know what's going to happen, Frank. <laughs> yeah. It goes in the bottom of the right closet. In the, yeah. Right in the closet. <laughs> so you're, this is a double whammy of M- Uncle Milty and Forrest I Tucker. I thought it had to be done. <laughs> you put some thought into this. <laughs> I did. I'm taking them both. <laughs> okay. I'm moving right along. Yes. The Gino Greatest Hits. Uh... You told me on the phone that that 
you had a Gilligan's Island booking. You did a Gilligan's Island event. Right. That was one of your most successful. Yes. Over 10,000 people showed up to meet Bob Denver and Alan Hale Jr. That is pretty cool. It was great. And, we, and as you've explained on previous shows, you and Alan were very close. Yes. And Bob. Bob. And you were close to Bob Denver. Right. What is the saddest booking story? And do you need music for this? Hit the music, Frankie. This is <laughs> this is a TV show that I don't even know if Gilbert would have watched this show, but I, I know a lot it. of us did. It's the beloved Green Acres. Oh, yeah. All right. So I get a call from... <laughs> we'll get a little backdrop on yes, this. I get a call from a hotel. They want to do nostalgia night at their lounge on the top of the, the hotel. So they ask me to book... Alvy Moore, who was County Agent Hank Kimball. Hank Kimball. Or County Kimball Hank yes, Agent, as he yes. would say sometimes. And Tom Lester, who was Ebb. Do you remember, remember Ebb, the Ebb? hired hand? Yeah. Gee, On Mr. Douglas. Oh, okay. I already want to kill myself. Oh, Gilbert, <laughs> not even honestly, the- we were high up. I did want to open the window and jump out myself because... The guy gets on the microphone. First of all, there's about eight people there. And I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. Eight people. Oh! Ladies and gentlemen, here they are from Hooterville. It's Tom Lester and Alvy Moore. The music plays. And this is all I hear in the background. One person applauding. It was so painful. (laughs) And you know, honestly, I think that was one of the last bookings I did because I couldn't go back. How many people? Eight. I'm not kidding. In a place that held probably 300. Oh, and and they were probably just there to get out of the rain or something. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, only one person was applauding, so I'm assuming. Did you stay in touch with Alvy Moore? Oh, yes. Yeah, no, really good nice guy. Nice guy? Yes. Nice guy. You knew all these people. You I, knew Bob Denver. You knew uh, Tina Louise. The no, Don Tina Wilson. I did not You didn't know. book Tina. No, because remember... Tina. Oh, Russell Johnson and Tina. Yeah, Tina yeah, was not okay. up for making money. I misspoke, on, but you're yes. friends with Dawn. Right. And, Still and, and Russell Dawn. Johnson yes. and, and Alan Hale yep. and Grandpa Lewis and Butch Patrick, who we've <laughs> talked about on a previous show. <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell the Al Lewis getting in the airport again, real quickly, <laughs> for our friend John Fodiatis? I didn't know this happened, but uh, Bob Denver called me and said uh, Bob and Al Lewis booked at the same place. Wow. He said, you're not going to believe what Al did at the airport. I said, what happened? He said, uh, about 400 people show up at the gate. We walk off. They're staring at us. They start applauding. And there's a silence. And Al goes, where are the star fuckers? With <laughs> <laughs> a stogie. Yes. With a yeah, stogie. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one's for you, John. Uh, okay. <laughs> Is there a Red Fox story? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> now, now you're turning into Robin Wagner. <laughs> I, I don't know whoever told you that, Frank, but they're dicking you around. <laughs> okay. They're, they're uh, dicking you around. Is there a. <laughs> <laughs> tell us, what, before I go on, why don't you tell us how resentful you are that Gilbert gets gifts from fans? It is so sickening to me. And this is spread. <laughs> Every week I'm listening and I hear, oh, we have some gifts for you. Now, it happened again tonight. <laughs> Frank, who put in 27 hours At on least. One, one guest, gets a calendar, and Gilbert gets this huge box with an action figure that will never see the light of day. No, no. No. <laughs> if anything, he'll use it as a booster seat. Yeah, that's right. No, he'll use it, as he said, to take my Milton Burrow lobby card and throw it in the back of the closet. Now, it gets worse, okay? I'm sickened by this all the time. And 
he is not good to me. Everyone <laughs> thinks he's such a nice guy. Now, who thinks that? A couple of years ago, a friend of mine died, and shockingly, for the first time ever, Gilbert on the phone call is was actually really nice and caring. Uh huh. The next day, he started. My friend's name. <laughs> was John, and he would call me as Senor Wences. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hello, John. John, are you dead? I am dead! <laughs> Do you want me to put you in the coffin? Put me in the coffin! <laughs> Should I close the lid on the coffin? Close the lid on the coffin! Is the coffin closed? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what fun. would make you say he's not a nice guy? <laughs> funny once, right? Funny once. Boy, Very funny. That, Might that be funny four or five times. Time? Yeah. yeah. The 10,000. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, <laughs> one of the last times I was in New York, I took him out for dinner. Uh, and we had a waitress. And I'm going to make this, I'm sorry it's politically incorrect, but it's the facts. This yeah. is what happened. It's okay. It was an Asian waitress. No one's listening. <laughs> right. Well, she was listening because she was listening to our conversation. Okay. Yeah. And and it it should have been played by Mickey Rooney. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh god. So Gilbert, do you want to say what happened when she was oh, eavesdropping? Yeah. Yeah. We were we were uh, sitting there, and 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 the waitress <laughs> comes over. We're talking, and <laughs> she says to Gino. Don't be so mean to him. <laughs> Why you gotta be so mean? <laughs> Were you being mean to him? I, I guess I was. In her mind, she heard that. And then she like kept giving me dirty looks when she came to the table because I'm mean to Gilbert. <laughs> now I'm gonna say something politically incorrect. Okay. Possibly he was in mid-squint and she thought he was a countryman. <laughs> She's At clearly not on Twitter. <laughs> She's not. <laughs> she thought maybe. Well, you she know was, why you're right about that? It was someone she served a, a cocktail to in Okinawa. <laughs> <laughs> because years ago, now I'm going to go against my own people. I took him to an Italian restaurant in Little Italy. And the owner sees Gilbert and he keeps looking at him and he calls me over and he said to me in Italian, he said, is that that Chinese guy? <laughs> I I had some woman at a restaurant say, I know who you are. You're Mr. Moriaki. <laughs> Who's Mr. Moriaki? No, no, Karate Kid is what oh, she is. Uh, yes. uh, yeah. Pat Morita. Miyagi. 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 Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> she thought you were Pat Morita? Yes, yes. Because <laughs> oh, she saw him using his hands doing wax on and wax <laughs> oh, off. Jesus. <laughs> All right, moving right along. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad your hatred for him is as strong as it is in previous episodes. I love episodes. this guy. I know He's you one of my closest friends, but I also hate him. <laughs> it's, a, it's a loving hate. It is a loving hate. Yeah. Who else would drive three flipping hours in a day to go have lunch with to us? Appleton, Wisconsin. To Appleton, Wisconsin. That's, that's friendship. Yep. Uh, is there a... Uh... <laughs> We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast after this. Well, should we get back to the Red Fox story? <laughs> yeah. Well, you and I were on the Red, phone talking Red about Fox. the Red Fox Gary Shandling story, what which was the I had heard Billy Crystal tell as it as if it happened to him. Right, but Gary Shandling told me personally right. that that right. happened 
to him. Do you know the story? Uh, yeah, because Gary Shandling told me. <laughs> he said, you know, Geller, I was once having lunch with Red Fox. Everybody knows this story. Right, We've right. told it All before. All right, onward. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's about Red Fox oh, I know at this Vegas and comes yeah. on yes, stage yes, and there's seven yes, people yes, in the yes. house. Uh, if you don't know it, we'll tell it on a future show. Is there a Maury Amsterdam story? Well, have you yeah, prepared that one? Yes. Okay, great. Yes. It was all, he was the sweetest guy. Every time I was in LA, I would call him and he'd say, Come on over for a cup of coffee. And he would tell me stories all night. So. I found out that Sid Melton used to be so annoyed when people would confuse him for Maury Amsterdam. And Gilbert was on Conan O'Brien, and he did this joke just for me because nobody else would have got it. He, he's talking about he's talking about Maury Amsterdam, and he goes, Come on, you know him from Make Room for Daddy. And he was using Sid's credits. Fantastic. Love it. Just for you. Yep. He's on the Conan O'Brien show yes. and playing to an audience of one. one. <laughs> you, have to, you have to admire that. Yes. That's big for me. <laughs> <laughs> but then he would never tell me when he was going to be on a show. He'd tell me after. So by chance, I happened to see that. What's the Maury story? The Maury story? The, the Maury Amsterdam. That is the Maury Amsterdam well, yeah, story? No, that, that he used the uh, confusion between Maury and Sid. Yes. I gotcha. Yes. I gotcha. You want to tell the Sid Melton story again quick? <laughs> Well, we would call Sid, and Sid would sound like he was near death, like a uh, like a near death Elmer Fudd, because yes. he would answer the phone. Yeah. Oh, hey Sid, it's it's Gino and Gilbert. Oh, hi guys. <laughs> He'd spring to life. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, okay. <laughs> and he lived in. <laughs> This gets worse, by the way. Every time he tells it, it becomes more of a small house, it like he be, was living in squalor. It can't be sadder than Chubsy Ubsy with a peace stain. <laughs> it wasn't. It was Joe Cobb. Oh, Joe Cobb. Remember, we caught a lot That's of right. controversy. Not Chubsy Ubsy. All, all it needs now is music by Hans Chase Salter <laughs> from the Universal Horror Films. Uh, he he lived like two blocks from an In and Out Burger. And and it was right by the airport. You could like walk into the airport from his house. If you climbed out the window, you'd be at the airport. So you'd hear play. You know the, right. the house would rumble. Right. There was no like step up or something. It was like the door opened yes. right to the ground. That's so right. You was, were in the living room as soon as you opened the door. Wow. Yeah, yeah, so the minute there was, if it rained, his his uh, living room would come. And then again, Gilbert's, the, the investigative reporter we did not know he was, mm -hmm. on the phone, okay, I'm you, you're Sid, are you ready? Okay. Sid, I want to ask you a story about Danny Thomas. <laughs> okay, he didn't even get Danny Thomas out, <laughs> and Sid said, "Oh, oh, oh! Uh, that it's, was, true. it's true. It's true. Yeah, it's true. It's <laughs> true. Great, classic, classic. Do you want to do the Munchkin story? Yes. Okay, yes. and then we'll move on to Mr. T. Okay. Now this starts as a very, very <coughs> tragic story. Carl Slover, who's one of the Munchkins, oh, sure. was sold by his family to one of these." Troops of little people. Oh, I know. More, I know. Heart, more heartbreak. And oh, he is the fuck. sweetest guy. And here he was when I had him on the radio singing the Wizard of Oz theme. 
And if you could step up to that mic, Carl, we, we'd right. love to hear it for our listeners. We're off to see the wizard, the wonderful wizard of Oz. You'll find he is a wizard of a whiz. If ever a whiz there was, if ever or ever a whiz there was, the wizard of Oz is one because, 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 because... Because of the wonderful things she does. We're off to see the wizard, the wonderful wizard of Oz. How adorable is that? That is beautiful. How old was the man at that point? In his 80s. That's beautiful. So I was with Carl at the Hollywood Autograph Show, and all of a sudden someone walked up, and it's. I've heard he's in the adult film industry. I, I mean, okay. I wouldn't know personally. Of course. His name is Ron Jami Jeremy. <laughs> something. Anyway, Rings he wanted bell. his picture with Carl Slover. Hang on. The hedgehog wanted his picture with a munchkin. Yes. Okay. And I have this picture at home somewhere, and I'll try to get it. We can put it up on the Listener Society. Let's. It's a group of my friends, Ron Jeremy, and... The little munchkin, the sweet little munchkin <laughs> who you just heard singing. Who was sullied yes. by, by posing <laughs> with Ron Jeremy. And this is fact. I'm not being mean because I, I, I made money for these people. I love the munchkins. But Carl, the only thing that kept growing on him was his ears. Yeah, you sent me a picture. Yes. So he was tiny, but his ears were the, almost oh, the size geez. of his head. But a sweeter guy there couldn't be. And you said, I don't know if it was the mayor of the munchkins... Or whatever that you visited one, and he was complaining about how constipated. <laughs> no, it's no, it Jerry Marin. Jerry Marin, the lollipop kid. He called me from Pittsburgh. He'd been there for three days, and I said, "How's it going?" He said, "I can't crap." <laughs> but did he say it in a cute Munchkin voice? No, he, like that. Because <laughs> okay. when you can't, when you haven't gone to the bathroom for three days, that's how you talk. By the I way, can't crap. By the way, in preparation for this, I listened to the last two episodes you did, right. and you opened a story by saying, so I booked the Munchkins into Pittsburgh, <laughs> yes. and Gilbert said, you're the only person alive that can, that can make oh, that statistic. No, that's not what he said. You're being nice again. What did he say? He said, I would kill myself if I were you. <laughs> If I had to say that, that that's my extended show business, I would kill myself. Okay. <laughs> Moving along. A Mr. T anecdote. Mr. T. Now, I get asked by a friend to cover some publicity dates with Mr. T. And so we go to North Carolina, and I'm carrying the gold in a gym bag. He has gold chains, a gold knife, a gold uh, fork, spoon, and a plate. <laughs> Okay. That he would wear around his neck, but, you know, he couldn't wear it all the time, so I would carry this. They gave me $200 a day, take him wherever he wants to eat, every day. And he insisted I call him T. I said, T, where do you want to go? KFC. <laughs> we went to KFC in a limo every day, and I would pick up the order and bring it back. We get back, and it's North Carolina in the summertime. It's about, And I'm not exaggerating that it's over 100 degrees okay. and humid. Okay. I said, what do you want to do? He goes... Let's go in the hot tub. <laughs> well, oh, no. It's really high. I want to go in the hot tub. So the only moment in my life that I, a photo I wish I had, there I am sitting in a hot tub with Mr. T. So the, With a bucket of chicken? <laughs> that's in the limo. Okay. And the limo had to have a, a moonroof, sunroof on top because he hated air conditioning. And then a week after it happened, 
I get home. There's a big box arrives, and I think I mentioned this before, but uh, there's a, a black satin jacket with his head on the back. It says Mr. T's T-Force and my name, Gino. Wow. Yes, in oh, person. What man. a guy. I know. What a guy, I Mr. Love, T. I love Mr. T. Wow. And, and he would always, no matter what I'd say, I could, dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it. He just keeps saying that over and over. <laughs> dig it. Like the, like the sugar smacks fraud. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did, did Henry Winkler? <laughs> I don't know if they ever worked together, Gilbert. That's did you a good sit question. on his lap like Nancy Reagan? <laughs> That's right. Okay. <laughs> that right. song, that song of Mr. T's for Mother's Day. We just had Mother's Day recently. Let's hear it, Frank. Do you have Mr. T? Twelve. You couldn't be more than five. You're so fat they have to jack you up to take off your shoes. Yeah. Well, you're so skinny your eyes are in single file. Well, you're so. Ugly, your ears stick out to get away from your face. Well, your mama is Hold so... Hold wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't bring anyone mother into this. She ain't here. If it wasn't for your mother, you wouldn't be here. So remember, when you put down one mother, you put down mothers all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect wait till timing. you hear these lyrics. Perfect timing. Listen. What else rhymes with mother? I say my brother. There is no mother. So treat her right, treat her right. If it's for the moan and the miserable groan from the pain that she felt when I was alone. Oh, it's for the oven with this burning heat where she stood making sure I had something to eat. Tea is for the time. Did you sing this in the hot tub? Night and time to enjoy it. I think we got the idea. Yeah, what, what gets me? T's Mother's Day song. When he when he gets to letter T, his face already says, "Oh fuck, I got to go all the way through this, and I'm only up to T." Dig it, dig it, dig it. So you liked him? I yeah. I still do. Take it up with Belzer. Love Mr. T. <laughs> uh, yeah, mother. I'm a fan of Sally Struther. <laughs> <laughs> you know somebody wrote that and probably has a gold record on their yeah, Hilarious. All right, we're going to close yes. with a Sylvester Stallone story. Okay, now of all the stereo... No, excuse me. Oh, wait, wait. You got to tell a story about the, um, the PR guy. Huh? The PR guy. Oh, oh yeah. not the PR. Oh, why must you do this to me? Yes. The PR woman. Well, because I, like, I know it hurts you yes, and you makes do. you uncomfortable. The good. I'm yes, glad yes. this is on the record of how you treat me. <laughs> I go to interview Keanu Reeves for John Wick 3. Mm -hmm. His publicist happens to be the publicist of Sandra Bullock. Oh. And she's very nice when she sees me. Hi, Gino. I say, hi. I have a big smile on my face. She said, how's Gilbert? And I... Well, he's fine. Uh, it's. I think I know where this is about to go. She said, you know, Sandy just loves Gilbert. And I must have made a wince on my face because she said, why did you make that face? I said, because that hurts me like you'll never understand. <laughs> It's still stuck in your craw. It's still, it's, and this is, you know, it shows how stupid I am. Someone else would not share that story with him. 
I share it with him, and then he shoves it right up my culo with every chance he gets. You feed the monster. I know. You should have learned by now. I know. Okay, let's do the uh, the Sly Stallone story, because I know how Gilbert's going to take us out. I know what clip he's going to call for at the very end. All right, now, Gilbert, do you know... (laughs) You tell the Danny Thomas story, you tell the Cesar Romero story. We don't know if these stories are true. This allegedly... (laughs) I think we know if they're true. Oh, yeah. It's true. All true. This allegedly happened now, and you can find it on the internet. Sylvester Stallone making a movie. Apparently, the mic is still on him or in the trailer when he's having sex with an extra. And he keeps saying over and over again, cradle of balls, cradle of balls, stroke the shaft. Now, (laughs) apparently, all the sound guys were listening. I was told, allegedly, that... There were T-shirts made that said, Cradle of Balls. <laughs> and I was shocked that that story had not been told on this podcast, Gilbert, which tells these kind of stories all the time. Gilbert, you're falling down on the job. How have you not told this story? I And I heard also, when I heard this story, I heard they would say like, uh, okay, we're, we're going to do scene one, scene one. And uh, okay, let's have like the other people on the set would all start saying that and saying, okay, everyone in your spots, in your spots. <laughs> They'd say cradle the balls. <laughs> Do it again, Gino. Cradle the balls. <laughs> That's beautiful. Stroke the shaft. We had Erwin Winkler here who made the we Rocky movies. <laughs> we never mentioned it. <laughs> and once. In fact, one time they had a tape. Oh, no. Henry Winkler. <laughs> All right. We're Shane, not going down that street. Don't go down that road. Cradle the balls. See, what happens now? And we'll this never is get for, Henry back. I was going to say, for all those celebrities out there who are thinking of guesting on this show, you know... You're fine up until you guest, and then once he's used you, then you're done. That's my life story. <laughs> in fact, we have a tape of Paul Williams saying, Critter to Bulge. Critter to Bulge. Wouldn't you say testicles because they're more syllables? Critter to Bulge. While wearing the uh, the Planet of the Apes makeup. <laughs> All right, Gilbert. I, if, if Frank was paying any attention, because Gino's here, he would know what clip he would have at the ready. No, no. Cradle <laughs> my ball. That's good, too. He takes on a whole new meaning. It really does. And that slow motion shot at the end. Cradle the balls. (laughs) You know the words. Cradle the balls. (laughs) Cradle the balls. Hilarious. Erwin Winkler never brought it up. What was he going to end with? I I don't know where you're going on this. Well, the the, the piece of tape that he always calls for when Gino's here. Come on. Come on. The Sandra Bullock tape. (laughs) I think we should leave Rocky going. Hold on. We made it almost through the whole show without hearing that. I'm sorry I brought it up. Uh, We could have (laughs) rapped. He wouldn't have known. Well, (laughs) I wanted to be nice. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be the day. Oh, he mixed them. No, Clever play, fellow. It, play it by itself. She said she'll cradle the balls. Frank, Frank, I want one clear one of her saying, I, I'm so turned on, I will fuck you. We have to this have This is her. Sandra Bullock saying, okay, ready? I'm so turned on right now.
I am so turned oh on God. right now. Oh my God. You are brilliant. Come here. I will fuck you. Yeah. That's Sandra Bullock talking to me in case you didn't know Gina. Gina, if it makes you if it makes you feel better, we have a similar recording of Jim J. Bullock saying <laughs> saying it about you. <laughs> And Jim, then, Jim J. Bullock. And Gilbert's response, as I said earlier, oh, yes! Oh, oh yes! Oh, yeah! You know, when, when Rocky was done, he, he turned to Gino and he said, Frank's the best. <laughs> I thought he was going for Tommy Lee I did Jones. Too, I did too. <laughs> you want to sign off, Mr. Gottfried, and say goodbye to this man? What oh, an entertaining God. fellow you are, Salamone. I, I adore you. I would love to say goodbye to this man. <laughs> Give Pam our love. Thank you. Do you want to say goodbye to this man? <laughs> goodbye to this man. Goodbye to this man. Are you dead? I am dead. <laughs> <laughs> Should I cremate you? <laughs> you cremate me. <laughs> are the ashes getting in your mouth? <laughs> He's having a stroke. Gino's having a, a he's having a myocardial infarction. Gino, thanks for coming, Val. Thank we, we adore you. Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsessions with uh, Gino Salamone, who got me another gift. <laughs> Sucker. Thanks, Val. Thank Come you. back again. I will. Thank Sessions.